Today we're going to talk about two very familiar brothers, Cain and Abel. And this episode will maybe be a sacrifice for you to listen to, but we're sure glad you're here today. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Producer is out of control. He's yeah. kind of showing up with these custom shirts on. Man. Woo! Yeah, forgetting the tie, but good-looking shirt. Mm-hmm. So instead of spending yeah. all that money on a shirt, maybe spend some of it on a shirt and mm. then buy it. Um, uh, hallelujah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. We got this thing tied up, and we haven't even started. <laughs> Welcome back into the International Kingdom Speak Headquarters, headquarters studio from the Mothership. On the yes. eastern coast of Canada, where all good things happen. Where we are currently preparing for winter. Where the lobster are fresh yes. and the trees are changing color. Welcome back, everyone. Did you like that intro? That I was did. a very well-scripted... I scripted, uh, like that. Yeah. Like that. It's on my teleprompter here that just goes in front of me. But yeah, listen to this. Before we go any farther, Let's we have it. a review from Canada. Well, no kidding. Well, these are rare, like a bottle of fresh maple syrup. They are rare. So listen to this. A brilliant podcast, five-star review on Apple Podcast Canada. This podcast is so wonderful and educational in all aspects. I appreciate all that I've learned from Pastor McKillop and guests. I'm constantly sharing episodes with friends all over the globe. I am a regular listener from Saskatchewan and Alberta. And that is from Laline with a whole bunch of E's on Apple Podcast Canada. We will say amen to you. Awesome. Amen. Can I get a amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Love our Canadian listeners. That's right. Just, just West sh- Coast. Yeah, just to shift it up, I think I'm going to read a review. All uh, right. Because I have a review. Oh, this is, I wonder what this review is about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You never well, saw this coming. I'm, sub- I'm sure you haven't read this one. Uh, very good content. Five stars to Bro Randy and Pastor um, McKillop. Well. Thank you for your sacrificial time to try this and is reach, the will. teach, and preach to the digital age all the way. Uh, from Sisson Ridge, Carlton, Kentucky. <laughs> Sisson Ridge. May God bless you. From where? Carrollton, Kentucky. Uh, yes, and it's from Sir Carson thirty three. And we give you yes. an amen for that. Amen yes, we do. For that. Not sure how the co-host got left out, but Man, I like you it. you keep those reviews of Producer Randy coming in. We sure do love Producer Randy. Yes. Yes. And uh, he will definitely read it if you name drop his name. Yeah. So this, uh, it's a, probably a quicker way to get on it is. the show than it is. just leaving a normal review. If you want your review yeah. read, <clears throat> mention myself and the co- and the host, actually. It's it's like, just leave the co-host out. It's like flagged that it automatically shows up. <laughs> I knew as soon as he went there what was happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Sorry. had you read it? Of course. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that I've seen that in the list. <laughs> of course. 
first. <laughs> Let's be honest, you would have never read it. So well, I appreciate the, the self the candidness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. So what do we get going on today? Man, we're back to home cooking. We've had two episodes back to back, two guests. Haven't they been incredible? The uh, small church mentality and the PKs. Yeah. They're both mm. really cool episodes. Yeah, a lot of good, good feedback from them. Very good. Yeah. So we're going to talk about sacrifice today. Eesh. There they go. Buckle that's up. Like, that's like talking about money. <laughs> Turn it back on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a topic that... Uh, it's a very again, real like part money, of life. You don't hear much about. You don't hear much sacrifice. about. It. Sacrifice. Oh, Lord. How long has it been since you did? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is... Um, our society, I think, is if it could be identified mm-hmm. by any expression. And, and I know when you get breaking it up, you could talk about all kinds of aspects of it, but it would be really instant gratification. We are driven by having instant access mm-hmm. to whatever we want. Nobody wants to wait for the promotion. Nobody wants to wait for the food. Nobody wants to wait for the relationship. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to wait for success. Nobody wants to put in the necessary time, expend the necessary energy that is needed to be a success. We all just want to be a success. Correct. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) (laughs) Can't I just be successful? Yeah. It's, It's where we live, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we even overpay because we don't want to make the sacrifice of doing stuff. So we end up spending our resources, which is probably a bit of a sacrifice, but we, I'm just thinking of a very practical thing, like instead of sacrificing the efforts and the event of going out to eat and making the effort to go and be friends with, you know, say you and your wife, go be friends with somebody and have a good night. Well, you can just sit home and pay and have this meal pulled up to your house. and Right. Right At the time, it seems like it's the easier thing to do, but it's probably not the way you want to live your life. Well, this, uh, this is a topic, and, and I love having these discussions in general mm-hmm. about principles that, mm-hmm. that book in the Word of God, mm-hmm. and, and this is a front-to-finish mm-hmm. uh, concept, the concept of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So when you go back to the garden, and you start at the beginning in Eden. Um, it's about the only place in Scripture that you can find pre-fall mm-hmm. that there is no noted sacrifice. Interesting. Okay? Yeah. The garden is a holistic, complete paradise. Mm-hmm. No sin. Um it's it's there, there's no fall there's no there's 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 nothing but a perfectly balanced ecology right. that God has put in place and he has positioned this made it for man put man 
inside of it so that man could thrive in that kind of an environment. Mm -hmm. Now, he still had to work. He still had to dress. He still had to keep it. He still had to, to manage it. Mm -hmm. But the sacrifice side of it really wasn't there. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so part of the penalty for the fall was an introduction of things like pain, sorrow, yeah. Yeah. sacrifice. Okay? Um, we, can, we can read an example of this in Genesis, the third chapter. God speaks to the serpent, says, because you've done this, you're going to be cursed above all cattle. Every beast of the field going to be on your belly. Mm-hmm. Eat dust the rest of your life. I'll put enmity between thee and the woman, mm-hmm. between thy seed and her seed. Then he starts speaking to the woman in verse 16 of chapter 3, mm-hmm. and he says, He says, Unto the woman, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Yeah. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Yes. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Yes. Okay, notice, then, then you can skip down. Uh, he starts speaking to Adam. Mm-hmm. And he says, cursed is the ground for thy sake. And what's the two words again? In sorrow. In sorrow. Shall that we of it. Yeah. You're going to eat of it. Yeah. Okay. Shame is introduced. Sorrow is introduced. Pain is introduced mm-hmm. as a result of sin, which interestingly enough, as a side note, is a derivative of the knowledge of good and evil. Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. there's something about knowledge that affects you. I, f- I find this very interesting. There's something about the knowledge of good and evil that affected them inwardly, right? Before it affected them outwardly. I believe the nakedness that is being referred to when when it says, "and they were naked and ashamed," they had been naked up until that moment. Correct. Okay. Yes. Now we understand that there's a covering there, mm-hmm. and we don't have time to get into all of that that was lost in the fall. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, the nakedness there, I do not believe, was just a fleshly, carnal, physical nudity, mm-hmm. although that's an aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But I believe it was more about an inward vulnerability yeah. where the knowledge that they received revealed more about their vulnerabilities even than others. But once you start seeing it within yourself, you begin detecting it in others. It was an inward-outward recognition that I have vulnerabilities. I fell for this. That is so backwards from what the temptation was. Yes. Temptation was eat, and you're going to be like God. Right, right. Turns out you're going to, after you fall for that temptation, you realize how weak. You're going to feel less than man. Yes, yes. <laughs> you're going to feel yeah, well terrible. Said. Yes. Right? Well, more beastly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? That, that innate beastly nature, you now realize I've got something that will consume me. If I let it, for sure. Ugh. Right? Yeah. And so... And we had it so good five seconds ago. Oh! Oh! Yeah. 
but none of that happens outside the garden. Right? So we can just move on. Okay. So God comes into this scenario. And, and, and there's, there's great discussions here that can be had about redemption, about holiness. But he comes in and he sheds blood. Mm-hmm. And he takes the skin of the animals and he makes coats mm-hmm. for Adam and Eve. Um, the reality is, is what they had in their fallen mind and condition thought would adequately cover them. Mm-hmm was inadequate. That's right. And so the leaves were not sufficient. That lets you know that from our position, mm-hmm. and again, we probably should do a session on this just as it relates to holiness. Mm-hmm. Your carnal approach to what is an adequate covering is always inferior to what God's measuring stick will be. You think you're doing a good job. You always have to measure <laughs> up. To what God says, I think that's okay. So He puts a coat on them—the first leather coat in the Bible. Well, there you go. Wow, man, go out and buy you a leather coat, a Kingdom Speak leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. The blood is for th- this is the first sacrifice. Okay, sacrifices being introduced. Right. I see where you're going with this. Immediately. Yeah, something had to die something right away. Immediately had to die. The concept of sacrifice was the first thing that was introduced after the fall. Mm-hmm. Something dies. Mm-hmm. The blood, we know, looking from our perspective, was symbolic of that redemptive pull that would come in the future. Mm-hmm. But the coat was to cover the shame and the nakedness and dealt with the vulnerability mm-hmm. of them. Okay, so there's that initial primal application for sacrifice. And I, w- I want to be clear on this. That is the reason sacrifice was, was introduced, was for redemption. Okay, but there appears to be a secondary purpose for sacrifice. And that is, could it be, and this is what we're going to be talking about today, that... It's also introduced by God <clears throat> excuse me, this soon mm-hmm. to encourage self-governance and self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Because really that is the problem. Mm-hmm. If Eve would have been in control of herself mm-hmm. and Adam would have been in control of them, himself, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in. So, hmm. Now, let, let's, let's, let's unpack this a bit more. Mm-hmm. For the first time, think about this. Think about this. For the first time, they, the weight, the weight of being has landed on their shoulders. Okay? Yeah. Pleasure is no longer a state of being. Pleasure is now something that is fleeting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Now we know if we're going to be productive, sorrow is a part of the package. Yeah, life, life changed very quickly. If we're going to be fruitful, uh-huh. sorrow is going to be part of the package. Mm-hmm. Pain is going to be part of the equation. Mm-hmm. Okay? 
Yeah. So you got a decision to make. Am I going to be worthless? Am I, am I going to just sit around? And this is the tension that everybody feels in their life if they're honest. Mm. Okay? I believe it was Jordan Peterson that, that made this quote. Pursue pleasure. Follow your impulses. Live for the moment. That, that's the mantra of mm. today. Right? Mm. Lie, cheat, steal, deceive, manipulate, and just don't get caught. <laughs> That that becomes that becomes one side of the pursuit, mm-hmm. and there is this tension within man that wants to achieve this permanent state of paradise. Yep, that we lost access to because of the fall. The pleasure of expediency may be fleeting, mm-hmm. but it's pleasure and it's worth it. And so we live our lives in this constant bartering scenario with, I want the best. Yeah, exactly right. But I want it now. So if I consume it now, it affects my later, but I don't even know if I'm going to be around later. So maybe if I do it now, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's the, I've got the cake. I want to eat the cake, but I also want the cake. This would make another great finance episode, too. Well, this is part of the application for sure. Right. Swipe the credit card. YOLO. There's no sacrifice <coughs> to swipe. Right. <laughs> and you get it. Right. <laughs> so you leave with the gratification. Right. Yeah. The idea in, preview, in pre-credit card days of layaways is is a biblical concept. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Credit cards, not so much. Okay? You go in, you put down an earnest for the inheritance, and you go back and you work, and you put it down, and you go back and you work, and you put it down, and then you walk out with it, and it feels a lot different than walking out with it knowing you got to pay for it later. So, This is the tension of being. This is the tension of human being. They are not. Now, this is this is a huge weight that crushes them. They are no longer eternal. That's right. They know that they're vulnerable, that they will die eventually, and they know that the future is a place that you go to die, and hopefully not too soon. Exactly right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a long ways to fall from eternity. Oh, man. They're grappling with all of this. And this is why I believe God introduced the concept with the understanding that redemptive sacrifice is first and foremost the primary reason. I think this is the secondary reason why sacrifice was introduced. Mm-hmm. Rapid fire after the fall. Because grappling with being human or being a human being is you now have to handle the tension of balancing a greater future, Mm -hmm. potential future, Mm -hmm. with present sacrifice. The underlying idea of sacrifice is this. Something better might be attained in the future by giving up something of value in the present. Exactly right. That's the purpose of sacrifice. 
you sacrifice the now to gain something better in the future. Mm -hmm. Okay? There's two elements that are introduced now to Adam. Work was a part of it before, but the additional component that really sets us apart and makes us unique as a human being is sacrifice. That's right. Sacrifice. Yeah. Rationalizing upcoming things and saying, okay, well, I'm going to have to do that, do this. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Again, and I, I, I've, I've read um, Peterson's opinions on this, and we'll cite him a number of times through this, but he, he makes an interesting comparison contrast between human beings and animals. Mm-hmm. He said, you may look at an animal, and it may look like they're working, mm-hmm. but they're really not. That's just their... That's their nature. They so you you look at this beaver and it's building a beaver dam, but that's mm-hmm. what beavers do. Mm-hmm. What makes that different than me working on my house is this: the beaver, while he's working on the beaver dam, is not cognitively thinking the whole time he's working. When I get this done, I'm going on vacation. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Right? He's going to keep building and chewing and gnawing mm-hmm. until he dies. Mm-hmm. That is part of his nature. He is not grappling with, if I do this now, I can have pleasure later. Correct. Okay? Correct. That is something that is uniquely human, but not only is it uniquely human, and this is where it gets a little dicey, it is also where you express and demonstrate maturity. Yeah, because I was just going to point out that some humans still act like animals. <coughs> oh, sorry, I had to get that out. <laughs> I think what? we just terminated the episode. I, I didn't hear you. Can you say that again? <laughs> there, oh, my, my mic's back. I, I, oh, I, oh, boy, we went off the rails. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> it takes a long time yeah. for someone to learn that if you keep anything later for yourself, it's going to be better. Yes. <laughs> That's so true, man. It is much easier and much more gratifying to just selfishly wolf something down in the present and let tomorrow take care of itself. Oh, man. But that is a sign of incredible immaturity. Okay? Mm-hmm. Have we not witnessed this with kids? Have you ever, have you ever seen that with kids? Mm-hmm. They... If you give a child uh, a, a bag of Skittles mm. and you give it to him 30 minutes before supper, yep. he does not have the cognitive ability to go, right. I'm going to eat 13 of these yeah, I'll just and eat a couple. save the rest of them for a little something before I go to bed because I do not want to ruin my supper. That's right. Right? Yeah. The child will sit down and devour the bag of Skittles yeah. while he's smelling the bacon cooking for the meal. Yeah. It takes maturity to go, I hey. do not want to forfeit that mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So if they break into the candy room, they will sit in the middle of the candy room and devour Mars bars or Reese's peanut butter cups until they are sick. Mm-hmm. It takes, it takes sorrow. Are you getting this? Mm-hmm. It, takes, it takes 
sorrow, sickness, to put the boundary on their consumption because they're out of control. This is why it is vital that you teach your children the disciplines of life and mm-hmm. learning to say no to themselves. Oh, my word, yeah. You don't silence the screaming by feeding it more. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. You have got to learn. You, you've got to cause that child to learn. You have to discipline them. Right. Mm-hmm. That's part of being a disciple, is being able to delay gratification. And so immature people do not understand the reality of sacrificing now to gain later. So let me ask you this. Uh, what is the opposite of sacrifice then? So if we're talking about, is it, <clears throat> is it uh, impulse? I was just thinking as you were talking. Like it's, yeah. Is it uh, gratification? The opposite? The opposite of sacrifice, like, yeah, it, because it's a it's a natural thing. What I, what I'm trying to I was thinking as you were just talking right there. If left to our own devices, we do not naturally develop sacrifice. We ha- we that's something you work and develop if you're going to succeed. Yeah, it's right. counter, it's counter nature to your fallen yeah. condition. Right. Right. Your animalistic base nature so greed, is consume, 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 yeah, consume, it's, consume. It's, it's greed or it's, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think greed and gratification and pleasure mm-hmm. is, is or what... appetite yeah. in general. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you're making the, the, the analogy of the Skittles, but even in adults, there are adults who struggle with, you know, eating. Yep. Right. There's that side of it. There's the financial side. It's this thing that has, has in all areas of our life finances. It, it affects everything. Everything. Right. Right. Which is what the whole purpose of this discussion is: is to move the needle from sacrifice, just being what Jesus did, so I could be saved. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's not. It's just, what I have to do to be saved. And it's not just a, a spiritual prayer thing, but it has to have real fruit in your life. Right. Yeah, this is the true essence of being a disciple. We come to church and we sing, "I give myself away," and then we go and don't curb any of our appetites, right? Yeah, and we go away and hoard. We do the exact opposite <laughs> of giving away, not giving up anything. Yeah, you'll pry it from my dead, cold hands, mm-hmm. right? Mm. There, there's a psychological test that they give children and. Uh, to demonstrate this, they'll put them in a room with a big, big old marshmallow, mm-hmm. and they'll tell them, "You can eat this now, and you can have the marshmallow. Or if you wait ten minutes, I'll give you two marshmallows." And to an immature person, that's torture. Ten minutes, Oof. you know it. It is torture because you're not forbidden to eat it. It just affects how much you can have of it, mm-hmm. and so you have some natures who will just, like a carnivore, Mm. wolf it down in the now. That's right. It's the moth to the flame. It's it's the, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this this exchange requires them to give up something tangible now for something 
albeit greater, mm. but it's it's maybe hypothetical in the future. I am sacrificing now for something that you're telling me I will attain. Mm-hmm. Okay, this this is like uh, investments. This is like yeah. life insurance. Okay, I'm I'm going to make sacrifices now. That's exactly right. And in 20 years, I expect this policy to be paid up. Mm-hmm. And and so I have to be willing to give away $100 of McDonald's money a month. Mm-hmm right? Today, with the hope that I'll be able to go to McDonald's when I'm 60. For the rest of your life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. As many okay. times as, as you many want. many times as you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But instant right. gratification will tell you, yeah, but there might not even be a McDonald's then. For sure. Oh, and this is something. And you might not even live till you're 60. You could die when you're 30. Well, I know a guy who did that and he and, died, never get anything. And yes. your kids won't want it. Yes. And the reality is, is you can argue yourself one way or the other. Oh, you sure can. Okay. Something sure that can. producer Randy and I frequently talk about when we're sitting around having coffee at one of our homes. We always catch ourselves because you talk about what you want to do in life or you talk sure. about the things that you want or, you know, sure. I want this supercharged side by side and I want a sure. snowmobile and I want, I want, I want, I want a condo in Florida and I want, I want... And then we catch ourselves and we say, why do we want all the things now that we see our parents' generation sure. that they have? Boy, it's easy to get in that trap, isn't it? It's it exactly is. the it's same a lifetime. It is. Have you ever, I, I've done this. I've been guilty of this. Looking at the 65-year-old white-haired guy driving the convertible sports car <laughs> going, you don't even need that. Like, I need that. Yeah. I know how to drive that thing. You're poking around the, the town square with your blinker on. Yeah. yeah, And you probably can afford the payment. Right? Yeah. Right. And I could afford the payment on that. Yeah. But that man worked all of his life for that. <laughs> yeah. He sure did. Yeah. Right? Yes. So then you say, I hope you take care of it because I'd like to buy it from you in 10 years. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Delayed gratification. Yes. It's a very relevant topic. Very relevant. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is a huge problem in third world countries where Mm -hmm. corruption in government hampers the willingness of a society to sacrifice in the present for a future that they don't trust the government to deliver Mm -hmm. on. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, My brother's a missionary in Belize. You go to Belize. There are no fast food chains Mm -hmm. in Belize. Inquiring minds would like to know why. When you talk to somebody, there was an attorney that I was having that discussion with there. He said, it's because the government takes anything over that's a success. So nobody wants it. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to run the risk of making the investment to start the subway Mm -hmm. in that country. Because if it becomes a success, the government will either, by some devious means or another, Mm -hmm. will overtake. And and so they just don't do it. Mm -hmm. And so that is where... This discussion gets um, a little bit stickier. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's. Uh, there's one more example that I want to give, and that is, and it really kind of segues us into how a lack of sacrificing becomes something that affects the people around you, not just you. Okay, mm-hmm. but another example of this is the monkey. So, you know, how, how do you catch a monkey? Well, you get a long jar, mm-hmm. and you put 
some snacks around it that leads up to the jar and then put some snacks in the jar and he reaches in mm-hmm. and he can't get his hand out and mm-hmm. he he doesn't have the ability to say no to what he wants mm-hmm. so he stays in order to free himself from the trap yeah he's got to let go he has to relinquish <laughs> what he already possesses oh oh yeah mm-hmm. right that's what sacrifice is. And he, here, here's a big deal. He will not sacrifice the part to gain the whole. Oh, I'm going to monkey bomb that. That is <laughs> Monkey uh, bomb. <laughs> <laughs> That's the entire episode. Yep. You have to be able to relinquish the part to gain the whole. Mm-hmm. That is what sacrifice is all about. Mm-hmm. This is what God requires, and successful people do it right. Okay? Oof. There's no better, no better story that, that illustrates this in the Old Testament than Abraham mm-hmm. and Isaac. Take now thy son, thine only son. Go to the top of the mountain. Okay? And thankfully, God preserves it, but he's giving a, preserves him by being the provider but from the top of that mountain, you see the fulfillment of God providing himself a sacrifice. Right. Right. Pointing at Calvary. Right. Where he becomes the propitiation for the sacrifice. Right. Okay? It is the part sanctifying the whole. You have to relinquish the part to gain the whole. Mm-hmm. The concept of this, even as sensitive of a nature as it is, that is what circumcision was all about, which ironically is covenantal in nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is sacrificing the part to redeem the whole. Mm-hmm. That is what tithing is all I was about. I just going to say that. This right? sounds like tithing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is sacrificing the part to redeem the whole, mm-hmm. and that is what Jesus Christ is all about. Mm-hmm. It is the sacrificing of one man to redeem the whole of mankind. Right. The concept behind sacrifice is delaying the gratification, making decisions now that affect parts and parcels of your being, but ultimately redeem the totality of your future. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Let's stop right there and talk about merch for a second. So we know you want to sacrifice, but do not sacrifice on merch. That's the only thing you can put on a credit card. That's yes. right. Load it up. That's right. <laughs> you owe it to yourself to get a pair of Kino Speaks uh, socks. The merch may not be there next week. That's all I'm going to say. <clears throat> it's, uh, you don't know when this could be plucked from your grasp. So head over to kinospeak.ca slash merch. Check out our merch page. Uh, while you're there, sign up to be a Kingdom Speaker. And uh, have you left us a review yet? Have you subscribed? Right? If you don't subscribe, like make the sacrifice and <laughs> fill out the subscription. Please. Yes. Click the bell, buy the socks, and buy, we can be friends. And tell a, tell a friend. Buy one of everything. Mm. Buy two of everything. Give one to your friends. Make the sacrifice. Yes. Wow, wasn't that compelling? What a pitch. <laughs> Man. I'm going to go buy something. Uh, redeem, it's kind redeem, of 
Yes, redeem your whole wardrobe. Very melodramatic We're sales pitch there. We're talking about sacrifice, and I have to tell people to go buy our stuff. <laughs> yes. Sacrifice the rice and beans and buy your child a Kingdom Speak hat. That's right. Yeah. Right. That's, yes. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. They'll thank you for it someday. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so I'm just curious on this one. Mm-hmm. If you have a plate of food mm-hmm. and there's stuff on it that you like mm-hmm. and stuff that you don't like, mm-hmm. what do you eat first? I don't put stuff I don't like on my plate. All right. Well. If I'm in control. That's sacrifice. Well. Now, if I'm served it. Okay. Uh, I'm the kind of guy that will split it up. I'll do a little bad, a little good, a little bad, a little good. And so you kind of mix it. Yeah. What about you? I tend to be the guy that attacks it first. Yeah, same. Just get like, rid of it get all. get that over. I don't want <laughs> yeah. that lingering taste in my mouth. For sure. The last, last thing I want to right. taste is what I like. Yeah. Yeah, the last note yeah. is the, the last. cheese. Uh, it's kind of like eat that frog, you know. Yeah. The last yeah. bite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now I'm hungry. Thank you. So the uh, story of King Hezekiah mm-hmm. kind of encapsulates what we've been talking about in Second Kings 20. God heals him. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then his adversaries come in and he turns his hand and shows them all and God judges him. God sends the prophet and says, how much did you show him? He said, I showed him everything. God, ah, it's not going to work so well. Mm-hmm. And so then he makes a judgment call and says, your children are going to pay for this. Mm-hmm. But in your day, it's going to be okay. And he was fine with that. Yep, he said, doesn't matter about tomorrow. <laughs> he was a king. But he was a dad. That lets you know how the fallout of this begins to trickle beyond just impacting you. The lack of his ability to deal with instant gratification began to affect his children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so this is what I want us us to to hang out here for a minute because in, in the original story of Cain and Abel. So Eve has been given a promise. The promise she was given is that the seed you produce, not only is it going to be sorrow, not only is it going to be uh, pain, not only is it going to be sweat and toil, but but this child you get is going to be a victor. Mm-hmm. Okay, He's going to be a head-crushing mm-hmm. victor. Man, she, that hope of the future made her embrace the pain of productivity now. Okay? If there's no hope in the future that what I produce will make the difference, then why run the risk of going through the pain of productivity? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to conceive in sorrow, then I want to know it changes my tomorrow. For sure. Okay? So, the problem is that she was... She, 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 she misapplied the application and didn't realize that it was way down the line. So she and Adam conceive. 
And her expression is, I've gotten a man from the Lord. She literally looked at Cain and thought she got Christ. Interesting, yes. She thought Cain was the head crusher that was going to bring the equilibrium back that they had lost from the garden mm-hmm. and hopefully reverse the curse that had been apl- applied to their life. Mm-hmm. Okay? It wasn't so. Cain's born. Abel is born. Mm-hmm. And now we have learned the art of sacrificing to God. It's part of life, yeah. It's part of life. It's introduced. Yep. Okay? Sacrificing is part of human being. It's existence. Yeah. Okay? And Abel becomes the ideal because we know the story that Abel offers a sacrifice to God. God accepts it. Cain offers a sacrifice to God, and God refuses it. Mm -hmm. What we know by reading Hebrews is that God didn't like Cain's sacrifice. There may be other elements that contribute to this story, but the problem was the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Abel's sacrifice was, by God's definition, more excellent than Cain's. So this was not just a minor issue. It was a sacrifice issue. Mm -hmm. But from the standpoint of what we've been discussing up until now, where you sacrifice to change your future, Mm -hmm. can you not understand why Cain was a bit miffed? Just because he didn't offer a blood sacrifice does not mean that he didn't offer a sacrifice. The ideal sacrifice was Abel's sacrifice. The inferior sacrifice was Cain's sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Cain, if you will do well, I will accept your sacrifice. Mm -hmm. If you don't do well, sin lieth at the door. In other words, this cycle that's only one generation old right now Mm. of sin, sacrifice, sin, sacrifice, sin, sacrifice, it's only rotated once, right? but it's going to be there again. Yeah, It's lying at the door. It's, it's, it's there to devour you. And so what you need to do in a moment like that is take a trip over and look at what Abel is offering that is acceptable by God and make an adjustment to your sacrifice, Cain. Seems logical. Yeah. Okay. But that is not what Cain did. Now, <clears throat> the ideal is a blood sacrifice. The preference is a blood sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So this is where individuals who do not have the maturity mm-hmm. to offer acceptable sacrifices and make the necessary adjustments, you notice what they do? They attack the ideal. Yeah, that's a very good point. They get angry at the other ones and not their own. Right. By attacking the ideal, they think that they can eliminate the ideal, Mm -hmm. which drops the bar to an acceptable level that you have to take what I'm offering as acceptable. 
Yeah, I'm not going to change. I'm just going to eliminate the competition. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so if I can remove the guy that is getting ahead of me, then I am in first place. Mm-hmm. Wow. If we won't make the sacrifices necessary to make our... If we won't make the adjustments necessary to make our sacrifice acceptable, we kill those who do. That's our tendency. Sila. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Now listen. Abel is Cain's ideal, and because he is everything that Cain desires to be, he is successful. He is accepted. And when you lose the ability to sacrifice successfully, then it becomes your tendency to attack and kill the ideal. And mm -hmm. this, this, this is where we all live. Instead of measuring up, we live in this tension of bringing it down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Think about this. Abel could please God, but he couldn't please his brother. Mm -hmm. So Cain turns in this knowledge of good and evil. He turns to evil to obtain what good had denied him. He is voluntarily stepping into the arena of evil to remove the ideal and this is where it becomes very applicable to every one of our lives. When we lose the ability to successfully sacrifice our finances, we attack the ideal of living debt-free. And we say, it is impossible exactly. to live in this culture on a single income and be debt-free. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay? Or it's impossible to be a homeowner and... The easiest thing in the world to do is to attack the ideal Absolutely. rather than make the necessary adjustments in the present to live acceptably. For sure. Mm -hmm. When we lose the ability to successfully sacrifice or control our lust, our, our sexual, sensual desires, mm -hmm. then we attack the ideal of monogamy. Mm -hmm. And we just go, well, it's just not attainable in this culture. We live in such a sensualized culture mm -hmm. that you just can't help but give in to the, those God-given, dare I say, impulses. Yeah, that's right. Find a few friends that agree with you and you're good to go. The six people that are still listening to us right now yeah. are going, ouch. Right? When we lose the ability to successfully sacrifice our rebellious nature, we attack the ideal of order and structure within the family unit. The husband being the head of the home, a wife submitting to her husband, children submitting to their parents, delegated authority, because there's no way that I can make the necessary adjustments to be acceptable, mm -hmm. so I'm going to kill Abel. Because it's just a whole lot easier to kill Abel than it is to offer an acceptable sacrifice. Can you imagine the ratings we're going to get on this? Woo! This is going to be just like killer. This is going to be killer. <laughs> killer message. <laughs> right? Yes. There's no way. There's no way that that guy over there that God's blessing with the church can't be compromising. Oh, yeah. There's a new twist. Yeah. Got to be. He's just a sheep stealing compromise. We're going to find out someday. 
We're yep. going to find out. Yep. Mm. yep. But here's the problem. It starts coming out in Cain's kids because they never get it under control. And so Zilla bears Tubal Cain, who is a man who crafts brass mm-hmm. and iron and begins building weapons. And you look down through Cain's downline, mm-hmm. and because they never embrace the ideal, they become massacres of the ideal. Yeah, and the isn't it ironic that the aggressive murdering dad that like multiplies it does and it becomes way worse now they're doing it with weapons and more right it doesn't get better it doesn't and they picked it up because cain was 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 banished to the wilderness Mm. he was driven he was marked for what he did and he was driven and that vagabond nomadic tendency Mm-hmm. It got into the very DNA of those kids. Mm-hmm. And they began to think like people who were threatened by ideals. If I had parents like you had, I could do what you do. And if I had, right? Mm-hmm. If I was in a church like you were in, I could do what you do. And so the ideal becomes the target rather than the ideal becoming the target that you are striving to attain it becomes what you try to remove Mm -hmm. and Cain's kids become the biggest murderous weapon producing kids is is there is there any reason why like shortly after they're they're making these weapons God sends a flood like he's got to reset the whole thing yeah it went downhill very quickly Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So, as we're wrapping up, here's, a, here's a Genesis 4 and 16 in the Amplified says this. It says, So Cain went away from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod, wandering east of Eden. And Cain's wife, one of Adam's offspring, became pregnant and bore Enoch. And Cain built a city and named it after his son Enoch. So he, he became a driven individual Mm -hmm. that wandered Mm -hmm. into the uncultivated, uncultured, undomesticated regions. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I find it very interesting that although Cain was not the man from the Lord that he thought he was, a man from the Lord did show up in her damn line. And his name was Jesus Christ. Mm. Cain was not Christ, but Christ did come. And when Christ came, I do not believe it is coincidental that Christ went to the undomesticated, uncultivated, uncultured regions led by the Spirit mm-hmm. to conquer everything that Cain lost. Every conflict that Cain failed at, Jesus Christ conquered in the wilderness. Hmm. Why don't you just sacrifice to me? Why don't you just worship me? I will give you everything. Instant gratification. That was the temptation in the wilderness. That was it. That was the satanic ploy 
of the temptation of Jesus Christ in the world. Why would you go do all that when you could just do this right, right. now? Why would you go to Calvary yeah. when I can give you dominion here now? Now. Right. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now. And he passed the sacrifice Oh, test. you're hungry. There's rocks right here. Just... Right. Why don't you turn them to bread? <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. Right now. Do it. And Jesus said, no, no, I, I have a spiritual maturity that surpasses the need for instant gratification. Oh, man. That's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Okay. And who for the joy mm-hmm. that was down the line, That's that right. was set before him, that was on the other side of a cross, on the other side of betrayal, on the other side of pain, anguish, death itself. He still said, no, I'm, I'm not buying into a shortcut to success. This is part of the purpose and plan of God for why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do what Cain didn't do. I'm not attacking the ideal. I'm going to live the ideal. Uh, an interesting thing here is that that we preach the cross of Christ and how free it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it did cost him everything. Oh yeah, there was sacrifice. And and following Christ is not free. Redemption is free, but there is that aspect to Christ where you take up your cross and you follow Him. Okay, if the only cross, if the only cross in your Christian walk with God is His, you're not a disciple. You have to bring your cross to the table, mm-hmm. and that is where you pick it up and you follow Him. Through your not to earn redemption, but to be a disciple, mm-hmm. to be a disciple, and so as we as we button this up, I think it's really, really, really interesting the comparison between Cain and Christ. Cain was banished from paradise by angels and cursed to wander in the wilderness. Jesus was ministered to by the angels Mm -hmm. and returned from the wilderness back to a cultivated, cultured life. Mm -hmm. In the case of Cain, his children grew increasingly more and more destructive and murderous and bitter and vindictive and, 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 Mm. and wicked. And in the case of Christ, his kids and his kingdom continues to grow and increase in peace, joy, love, Dominion, mm. Big power, yeah. So if we'll make the right sacrifices, and we'll not attack the ideal, and we'll walk the road set before us, there is joy down the line. There is joy down the line. So don't be Cain. Be Jesus. <laughs>